The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. (laughs) What's up? Oh yeah. So today's ambitious podcast is how to recover from the disease of imposter syndrome. And over here, I have my ride or die, Matt Babine. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Matt knows nothing about imposter syndrome. When I actually talked to him about it, he was like, I don't even understand what you're talking (laughs) about. But after you told me what it was, I was like, Jesus, I think I have this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody does. Everybody does. And before I start our podcast today, I always love to read the iTunes review of the week. And it is from E. Caples. And she says, Katie's podcasts are perfection. Raw, real, no smoke screens. Her honesty is refreshing and hilarious. She is a woman determined to help us build each other up one step at a time. Katie strives to see all of us reach our full potential, whatever that may be. She celebrates the milestones, achievements, and provides a shoulder in the storms. Rock on, HBIC. Thank you, E. Caples, for that amazing iTunes review. That's awesome. Please email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your one. gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. Are you ready for this today? I am ready. So I want to start the podcast off with a quote, and it's from one of my absolute favorites, Maya Angelou, and she actually speaks on imposter syndrome. She says, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Can you believe mm. Maya Angelou Unbelievable. has imposter, well, had imposter syndrome. Right. Rest in peace, Maya. Mm-hmm. It's wow. wild. And what I, I was do, actually doing research for this podcast, mm-hmm. and did you know over 70% of people on this earth mm-hmm. say that they're plagued on a daily basis with imposter syndrome? Wow. It's insane. So imposter syndrome is all about feeling like a fake and a fraud, like the world is going to find out that I'm not really who I think I am. And I really truly believe that imposter syndrome is almost a disease and people are just plagued with it. But from any illness and disease, we can get better from it. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about how to do that today. Sounds great. So when have you struggled with imposter syndrome? You know, I think it's probably um, when I filmed a TV show with you. Oh, God. (laughs) I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Those were the days. Right? When I was filming a TV show with you when I first met you and you kind of just threw me into um, a reality television show and I was not expecting that and I was faking it till I made it. Sometimes uh, you got to do that. Not easy. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? What am I, you know, that's 
That was my biggest one when you told me what imposter syndrome was. That my was. middle name is fake it till you make it. <laughs> I feel like that's how I've rolled my whole entire life. And, um, you know, for me, my imposter syndrome comes from uh, the perfectionism that I place upon myself. Yes. Always feeling like I'm not enough, that I have to do more, that I have to always go above and beyond. Um, I also put a lot of pressure on myself because I am dubbed an expert in the field of health and wellness, Mm -hmm. spirituality, nutrition, which I've worked very hard to gain that. But at the same time, even though it's true, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's really my reality. Right. Right. I still feel like I'm like that little girl from Taunton who used to just like, you know, eat bugs and ride my bike around my neighborhood and, you know, drink Kool-Aid and just be ghetto as fuck. And perfection doesn't really exist, right? Because there's always another level. And no, I think, of course not. I think imposter syndrome is really at its forefront because of social media. Big time. Ooh. You know, because you're showing all the glimpses of, oh, look how great my life is. Look how everything is just perfect for me. Right. You know, and you're trying to compare on a moment-to-moment basis. And you're like... Where am I? Who am I? Right. You know what I mean? Or who do I try to be? Well, I think the problem is too with what I like to call fake book is that no one is going to show you their child barfing mm-hmm. on them at 2 a.m. and take a picture of it and say, look it, I have projectile vomit all over my nighty." <laughs> right? Not good. No right? one's going to show that. They're only going to show, show. They're only going to show what? They're going to show. Their highlight reel. Their highlight reel. Highlight reel all the time. Right? Yeah. Why are you touching my papers? Oh, no. I was just looking at something. I wanted to make sure that. Like who? Uh, Cool. I was looking at my paper and it didn't it didn't look right, so I was I had to look at it. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's not touch my notes, motherfucker. Listen, I have plenty. There's plenty of room on this table. Oh my I'll god, have to take them. Um, Matt yells at me a lot because of my imposter syndrome. He didn't know it was imposter syndrome, but I have a huge problem. And can I get an amen if you feel like you have a really hard time Netflix and chilling? Like yes. Matt and will say to me. Dude, just sit down and watch television for like an hour. And I was like, but there's so much to do. <laughs> and no one is like holding a gun to my head saying you need to do all these things. No, it's my own thing. You're your own boss, right? So you put so much more pressure on yourself than I've ever seen. Well, we're also yeah. our own worst enemies, right? Yes. So yes. I'm going to give you the top five reasons how we can really combat imposter syndrome on a daily basis. Now, I really do feel like and maybe I'm a total bullshit artist. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I really do feel that you probably will have imposter syndrome for the rest of your life to some degree. Okay. I don't think it just like dissipates, goes away, but I think that there's definitely good ways to handle the imposter syndrome so that you can start having a more even keeled life that flows with intention Mm -hmm. because I don't like to feel like I'm just always doing things for the sake of doing things. And I think that so many of us, I remember my grandmother used to say to me when I was younger, just because you're rocking on a rocking chair doesn't mean you're going anywhere. And I think that that happens to us a lot. We get stuck in like, I always have to be doing and producing and like whatever, filling these holes and these voids. But then there's no time for thought, but right? But there's no so time for like anything. No time to even plan out your life and say, hey, where am I? Where am I going? Maybe that's why you feel that you have imposter syndrome because you're not even taking the time to look at right. you know, where you are. Absolutely. Right? No. So. Number one, my, this is going to be really difficult, but I promise you, if you start to do this, it will turn your whole life around is stop comparing your life 
to other people's lives, yes. right? We were talking about, I like to call it fake book or the gram, <laughs> right? So you see like all these people on vacation in Bora Bora. They just got their new Chanel bag and they just got their new Range Rover and you're, you know, covered with projectile vomit at 2 a.m. <laughs> and you're the like, how is this my life? Like, when did this happen? So, uh, it's funny cause I'm, a, I love to follow, follow stoic philosophy and I love old literature and Ralph Waldo Emerson once stated envy is ignorance. Envy is ignorance. Mm. We look at everyone else's lives and we only see their highlight reel. And then we think that something is definitely wrong with us. Right. And then we start, you know, working and, and striving to go to the next level, whatever that means. And then. At the end of the day, we're left with just resentment and exhaustion and aggravation. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you're at home right now listening or you're driving your car or you're at the gym listening, you're like shaking your head right now. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that the biggest thing for me is to sign off social media once in a while. God, please. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because the minute you start comparing yourself to other people, you're looking at what's, what you don't have. Right away. It's like, oh, this person has this, or this person has that, or maybe you come across something that's not so great, and then you compare about, oh, well, at least I feel better about that. That's not a good thing either. So yes. it's almost uh, opposite of trying to build yourself up. Absolutely. Right? Uh, feeling that your life is better. So what I do is, <clears throat> like the other day, I was just like mindlessly scrolling and drifting on social media, because it happens to the best of us, right? And I saw a couple of posts and pictures that like kind of just made me feel like not good, and... I started getting like kind of emotional and like upset about it. And I was like, wait a minute, social media is supposed to be fun. Right. We're supposed to be like, you know, liking each other's food pictures and liking yes. each other's baby pictures and whatever. And all of a sudden I feel some sort of way. So my biggest advice to you guys is other than stopping to compare yourself with others, really, really try to sign off on social media as much as you possibly can. And if you limit your time being exposed with yep. all that stuff, news and social media, all oh of God, it, your life will change right from there. And like, <laughs> unsubscribe from people in your life that maybe make you feel some sort Abs of way. Absolutely. Right? Unfollow them, defriend them, whatever, because it's not good. It comes into your energy space. It's no good. Defriend yeah. them in real life sometimes, too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that many times. So, yes. And then, like happens. Matt said, you know, look at what you do have instead of what you don't have. And mm -hmm. gratitude for me is a daily practice, and it always brings me back to square one. So every day I have my journal. Mm -hmm. um, I Obviously, I sit down and I map out what my perfect day is going to look like. And then at the end of the day, I put the words gratitude with two dots. And then at the end of the day, when I'm just sitting and I'm reflecting on my day, I really think of how grateful I am for, you know, everything. Right. So, and comparing yourself to somebody else doesn't work, right? I think I read something where it was uh, President Obama was retired from being president at age 57 yes. or somewhere really close to that. Ronald Reagan didn't even become president until 67. So the timing is everything. You cannot compare, oh, how come this person, her business is taken off and this person's business isn't? And you have to look at where you're supposed to be at that particular absolutely. time. And timing is everything. Yeah. Right? And we're all where we need to be at this moment. Yes. And be okay with that. So that's number one. Yeah. That number two, one. understand the fact that we think, oh, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> I really like this one. When I saw it, we talked about it this right? one. I liked it. Understand the fact that we think that we are more important than we truly are. <laughs> oh. Everyone thinks they're the most important person in the world. 
right? Well, we are. And I know it's, we are know to it's achieve me. ourselves, right? We are the most important person to ourselves. Yes. But I think that, you know, we go around and we're like, this person probably is talking shit about me. This person's looking at me funny. Yeah. They're judging what I say. They might know more than me. Like when I did Kripalu, yeah. I'll give you an example. Like I'm sitting <laughs> in this room with half the people are like my friends and clients who know me, like the back yeah. of their hand. Yep. The other half are like, I don't know them from a fucking hole in the wall. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, these people could be smarter than me. They could have more degrees than me. They could have more money than me. They could mm. know more things spiritually. What if I say something and they don't yeah. agree with what I'm saying? And oh, I, my mind just went in this tailspin. And the truth is, is like, I just put that aside. And I was like, you know what? I'm here to do my job. I'm here to wake people up. Whoever's going to wake up this weekend or further their enlightenment, they're going to do it. If they don't, I gave my best. That's all I can do because we are very narcissistic. We're mm-hmm. very us centric. People don't give a fuck, right? They're just no, trying to 90%, really of, 95, 98% of the time. They're just trying to get through their own shit, yes. right? Either it's with intention or without intention, but usually it's like, Hey, today's the day I just got to get through this thing. And we think, you know, in our minds, Oh, this person's thinking about me. And did I say this right? And did I do that right? You <laughs> create all of this bullshit. Yeah. That's not even real so true. in your mind, right? Right? Yep. So you're even making yourself an imposter because of your thoughts. So, ooh. Right? Yeah, you just made a really good point. From? I don't know. God was working through you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. We are very us-centric, and we need to realize that people are just trying to get through their own days. They really don't give that many fucks about you. They don't care. And when really you good. let that truth go, yeah. you liberate yourself. You do. Just to really, truly be who you truly are, your base nature. And that's when we can watch uh, Netflix and chill because nobody gives a fuck. Do you know what Netflix and chill is? Yes, absolutely. What is it? It's like we watch Netflix and then we chill afterwards. Meaning chill means, you know what? Oh my God. Ew. Let me tell you something. The shit you choose on Netflix doesn't make me horny. It's always like killing and psychotic shit. That's why I want you to turn a blind eye so I can stop my business. I'm like, I don't want to bang you. I want to go and get a gun (laughs) and fucking (laughs) blow your leg (laughs) off. Tonight we'll watch Love Story. I don't know if it's on Love oh, Netflix. Love That's a good one. Yeah, we can watch yeah. someone, somebody <laughs> die of something. That will put you in the mood. Matt is like, we watched The Star is Born the other day with Lady Gaga. <laughs> and Matt, was, I think he was like, oh, I'm going to get some tonight. Yeah. And then I just was like, I can't. I got to go to bed. <laughs> By the way, you are fucking Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now I just call her Gaga all the time. I go, Gaga, are you ready? Are you almost ready? I really am. You are Gaga. It's bad. If you've I, ever I watched her, her. Uh, documentary, Five Foot no. Two or whatever it's called. When we meet her, I'm going to have some good laughs. Oh, because it's going to be like two Gagas in one room. <laughs> That's really scary. Oh, number three. This is huge for me. This always puts me right back to where I need to be. And that is focus on service mm. and provide value. So anytime I feel the most fraudulent, <laughs> like we all do sometimes, <laughs> and I'm so hyper-focused on myself and like what I'm going through and what I'm feeling and my struggles and people don't understand what I'm going through, right? We all get into this bullshit. Yes. To human nature. I always say to myself, Katie, stop. Reach out to someone that needs help right now. Right. There's something about reaching out to someone who needs help and then actually serving them. Right. Even if it's just like a friend who's struggling or having a hard time. Yes. It just takes the 
all the pressure that you're putting on yourself and puts it towards something else. And all of a sudden, like an hour later, you, you don't even realize what you were upset about in the first place. And you can't have two emotions at the same time. Usually when you're focusing inward about me, 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 it's usually fear-driven, fear-based. Yes. If you start thinking about servicing another person, that's love-based, that's caring-based, that's service-based. So when you take that and you create a new vacuum, it, it fills it. So you start thinking about what can I give? How yes. can I serve? What can I do to help? Right. Pushes everything else out. So now you only have the one thought of how can I serve? How can I be better? The questions come to you that are much more pure yes. than self-doubt. I'm a fraud. I'm an ass. Nobody I'm, likes I'm not me. A, I'm not enough. All these things, right. right? So that's the huge part, right? So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you feel this way, mm. I challenge you to stop what you're doing right now and think of someone in your life that maybe is struggling a little bit and reach out to them and ask them how they're doing and if you can help in any way. It could be um, someone whose child is sick and mm. maybe making them a, a casserole and bringing it over to the Do people still do that? I don't know. I don't think that any It's <laughs> nice. I like a casserole. <laughs> I'm trying to get a casserole up a hill. <laughs> no. The, you'll cast a roll down the hill. Roll down the hill. Um, but, you know, just really just think about how you can serve, and I promise you it will turn everything around. Yeah, it's agreed. A, agreed. 100, 150%. Okay. Here's, a, here's another <laughs> tough one, guys. I, and I had like 15 different things, and I had to narrow it down to five because I wanted to be very like pinpointed of what we were talking about today with the <laughs> imposter syndrome. And the number four, I think, is hilarious, but also so true in the same breath. And that is realize that nobody else knows what the fuck they're doing too. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know what they're no. doing, right? No. Um, you know Ricky Gervais who uh, created Family Guy? Oh, yeah. yeah and genius. he actually created genius. The Office in... England wow. before the office came to United States. United States yeah. And he once stated, the best advice I ever received is no one else knows what they're doing either. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the world that we live in right now is a direct reflection of so many people just not knowing what the fuck they're doing, taking shit, throwing it to the wall, seeing what sticks, failing mostly, and mm -hmm. then maybe succeeding a little bit of the time. That's the truth. And we look at all these other people in our lives and we're like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She knows how to do social media better than me. She knows how to sell better than me. She does this better than me. He does that better than me. And the truth is, is that it's l more like just repetition yep. and luck. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Especially where I came from, right? I mean, when I was graduating high school, I had no clue what I was going to do, right? Who did? I, was, I had bad grades. I had no idea. what I didn't like school, right? It's like I was – that's why I think I trace back why you have imposter syndrome, yes. right? Because I think when you come from humble backgrounds like we did uh, and to be able to achieve a certain amount of success, it's kind of like, well, why do I deserve this? Even though you know you worked your ass off or whatever, it's like I'm here, but you don't feel – it's that worthy feeling, it's right? It's so that, true. Right? That worthy feeling. And I think you need to really go back and think about how you can give. And then we'll take that, like we talked about no. before, take that worthiness away. We are worthy. Definitely. Yeah. So do not look up to people. Don't idolize them. Don't envy them. Don't think that they're better than you because truthfully, they're just better at hiding how little that they fucking know <laughs> than you do. Right. That's the truth. Right. That right. is definitely well, is the it, truth. I think it was Joe Rogan who said, uh, I know. I know. We had that one on this well, podcast where he right. makes a face like he... It was his stand-up show. He <laughs> oh, was like was saying the, the person that is ends up being the leader <laughs> is the... You know, it's like everybody's standing in a room. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? And the guy's like, I know. 
I know. And, and everyone follows him. Up. It was hilarious. It's so right? true, though. And he didn't know shit, right? He didn't nope. know shit, but he had the balls enough to say, I know, and I'm going this way. Absolutely. And probably, he probably knew better because at least he made this decision. Right. Well, I think that's what you have to do. You just have to decide, like, this is what right. I'm doing. Yes. And don't stop until the job is done. Yes. And you can also always mid-course correct, but most of the time, I think we also live in a... I give this and I should get something back. A very like instant gratification type world. Yes. And the truth is, is like sometimes to start a business and to make it grow to fruition can take two decades. Anything worthwhile, building your body, right? Taking care of yourself, uh, building a business, learning a new thing. I mean, you know, you're studying the piano. You're not going to be in there in two seconds and oh come out of there like Mozart. God. Right? I mean, it's... Over and over and over, repetition, right, is the mother of masters. Yes. So you have to just focus on that. So I started taking piano lessons last week. It was one of my <laughs> goals for 2019. So two of my, like, outside of work goals is, one, to take dance lessons with Matt. Yes. Oh, God. And, and you are a really good dancer. I just – we will I do this. I can shake my ass. You can shake your ass. I'm afraid yeah. for what is going to ensue. <laughs> and then I started piano lessons last week, and because – I was trained as a singer my whole life. I'm like, oh, I got this. It's got to be like singing. I can read music. And I literally go in there and he's teaching me like the most basic shit ever. And I'm trying to put my finger on C, D, E, F, G. And I'm trying to touch G after I touch D. And my E is going like up like this. And it's like, this is so freaking hard. It's so freaking hard. Yeah. So of course I go home and I'm like, how long will it, will it take me to become a level 10 master pianist? <laughs> <laughs> if I, I do one hour a day practicing yeah. and yeah. it was like, it will take you about five years. And I was like, fuck, that's too long. This it's is so long. long. And then I was like, no, <laughs> people have been practicing to be these virtuoso pianists yeah. since like they were three years old. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, slow the fuck down, lady. <laughs> Just go to your damn piano lessons. Matt came in on me the other day and I was playing the fake piano on my lap. So I have my little book out. I don't so have a cute. keyboard yet. I'm going to get one this week. And um, I was playing the fake piano on my lap. And Matt was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Here we go. go. She is such a perfectionist. She's like working. And she got my hands on the table. And she has me doing it. It was actually pretty and cool. I'm And I'm learning cool. to speak fluent Portuguese. So every day I'm practicing my Portuguese. And Matt's like, Jesus Christ, Katie, you're fucking doing the Portuguese. Now you get the fake <laughs> piano going on the table. I mean, it's a shit show. It's, it's a shit show. So all we have is piano music playing yes. or Portuguese, right? Oh, sometimes Fadu. Fadu yeah. Music. Well, Fadu, I like yeah. to listen because, you know, Fadu is Portuguese music. Yes. But um, it's beautiful because, you know, you can learn. I'm very musical. Yeah. <laughs> Not with a piano, obviously, <laughs> but singing, so it helps me retain the Portuguese a little bit better. It was really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Quackish. All right. Quackish. I so love just know that no one else knows what the fuck they're doing, so just let that shit go, <laughs> homie. Let it go. We're playing fake pianos and listening to Portuguese. We was, don't know much either. <laughs> Jesus. This is like the Haunted Mansion at Disney World over at the Casa de Bay <laughs> Number five. This one is hard, but I promise it's the most liberating out of all of them. And that is out yourself, out yourself. So I think a lot of people who have imposter syndrome are, they hide so much inside them. They're like, I can't tell this person that I think this, and I can't tell this person that this has happened to me. And I can't tell this person that I worked at this place when I was 12 years old or whatever, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. The truth is, is like part of doing the ambitious podcast for me, other than to have my message 
heard globally yes. and also to inspire and to help people all over the world to know that they can have a magical life was to actually out myself publicly because I feel like the more you out yourself publicly and your shortcomings and downfalls and past mistakes, then who can fuck with you? And how much permission does it give other people to say, hey, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I wasn't a good student. I, you know, sucked at this or I, you know, lost a job or right. I goofed at something. When you say that, you give other p- people permission to kind of say, hey, you know, Katie had all these problems. I had the same problems. I'm right. happy. Mine struggled in, in school or he wasn't a good student, but he turned it around and was able to get a college education and, yep. you know, build a business Absolutely. And, and have a definite purpose. Right? It's funny because I had a one-on-one with, with uh, one of my clients yesterday and and she was like, I just look at you and you just like have it all together. Like you, you're like makeup and your hair and like you always look on point. And I literally looked at her. I started fucking hysterically <laughs> laughing. And I was like, bitch, I am just like one chip and dip away from the fucking funny farm. <laughs> you are not chip and dip away yes, from the sir, funny farm. Yes, sir. It's true. <laughs> like, dude, I wake up every day good? and I'm like, today's the day that I'm going to the- <laughs> <laughs> the special place. I'll just wrap you up in your robe and just put, you know, some kind of a crack. I have in like a pink straight jacket at home. Matt likes to put me in it, put it in the clo- put me in the closet Stare. when I get crazy. Just rock back and forth and twist your hair a little bit. I'm serious. You'll be that, fine. But that's the thing is like when someone like me who looks from the outside looking in tells people I'm like one fucking bad day away from going to the special place. Yes. Other people are like, oh. now I'm not saying like misery loves company because I'm not in, into that energy, but it's allowing, like you said, other people permission to just be like, I'm human. I fuck up. I make mistakes. I do stupid shit. I say stupid shit. I get brought back into old patterns. We're all just doing the best at the level that we're at. Absolutely. Right? We're, we're all doing our best at the level we're at. Um, there is actually a book that I just read. And if you haven't read it, you have to pick it up. It's called, uh, by David Goggins, mm. who is... Some people would say it's the male version of me. <laughs> I'm just not. Sw- very close. I'm just not swimming and biking and running. I'm doing yeah. other shit that's like marathon yeah. stuff. Amazing guy. But his oh. book is amazing. It's called Can't Hurt Me. And when you listen to this book or you read this book, I suggest getting it on Audible yeah. because him and the person that's actually reading the book for him. <laughs> a good friend of his, they stop in between each section and they almost have like a live podcast. Really so they'll awesome. read a chapter and then they'll have like a question and answer. <clears throat> and it's like just so interesting to me. But he grew up with a very similar background as I did. Mm-hmm. And then because he grew up in a very similar background as I did, what happened was as he got older, he started to try to make himself so tough that no one could like hurt him. And he had a tough life. And he had a really tough life. Racial so, problems. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, God. So, you know, he became a ultra marathoner. He became a Navy SEAL. He became, um, uh, uh, what do they ranger. call it? A ranger. Yeah, and ranger. then whatever the... Something, whatever the equivalent... Yes, uh, of the, the Army. Air Force, yeah, the Air Army. Force. So he yeah. became like a jump pilot, like all this crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And I was like listening to it and I'm like, wow. Like he did this and he turned himself into this person, mm-hmm. but he in the book says how it hurt him in a lot of ways too, to harden himself that much because Mm -hmm. it puts up a wall that people can't penetrate. Right. And for so many years, that's what I did to myself. Like I was like, if I just put up this wall and like I keep everyone at arm's length, no one can hurt me. But the truth is, is that if you just out yourself, if you just tell the world your truth and you are just unapologetic about it, who can hurt you? What are they going to say? Oh, you're a whore. 
no shit. I already told everybody how I banged all these dudes back in the dizzle <laughs> on my podcast. So if you call me a hoe, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I already told you guys and, I was and, a hoe. And everyone <laughs> makes mistakes. You see, I, I, I was, I was um, you know, nice. You fuck you. <laughs> I was a maniac. See, this is your problem. I was actually a maniac. You need to own your shit right now I on this podcast. It. I was a maniac. Anyone who knows me knows I was a lunatic. Okay, yeah. and how so? By every way. Every way. You know, meaning, you know, fooling around in school, you know, partying too much, hanging around with the wrong crowd. Uh-huh. I'm lucky to be alive. How about how my husband has a little tiny dimple on his face that when I first met him, I was like, oh, that dimple's so cute. Oh, that was a good story. And yeah. then... I realized that this dimple was because a woman who he was macking it to at the club who had a boyfriend got into a fight with a guy. Got into a fight with a guy. And then while I was fighting with the guy, all of a sudden, she came over with a high heel shoe and then she hit me in the face with it. Right in the face. That was a good lesson. Right through his face. That was so, a comic shoe slap. Yeah. So he actually could blow air through his face. So I had to get stitched. Yeah. yeah. But now it's a dimple for you to enjoy. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> Just got to fill it with friggin' ramen noodles and eat out of it. <laughs> Fuck. But seriously, when, don't you feel better no. that you just told everyone that, that you was were a such a story. fucking maniac? I was a maniac. Absolutely. I tell everybody. Everyone knows I'm a maniac. I mean, come on. Everyone knows I'm I, I was know, crazy. but you're like the but sensei. And gotta, he's very sweet. Yeah, so I wasn't always it, sweet. It took a lot of work. It took a lot oh, of work. It was, I, either, I it was either turn myself into sweeter or I would be wearing, what do you call it, an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't look good in orange. Yeah, so a lot of ways where I'm like, if I go there... Uh, I might not come back from good. here. You know, I hung around with a rough crowd. Oh. I, I did. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. Today and the Bitches Podcast, Imposter Syndrome, I hope it helped each and every one of you guys just out yourself and become more of who you truly are. And thank you for every week coming here and helping make Ambitious a true movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.